0: This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by our 2020 longevity experiences to the Greek island of Icaria and the Italian island of Sardinia. Come to one or both Blue Zones with us for an unforgettable bucket list trip of a lifetime. Live with the locals, make the food, eat the food, drink the wine and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops,
1: festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine, foraging with the locals and so much more.
0: For dates, highlights, videos and all the details and to apply, go to 100notout.com.
1: Group size is limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-served basis.
0: Thewellnesscoach.com Welcome to One Hundred Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, it gives me great pleasure. And I say the same thing every week, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart to speak with the co-founder of the Wellness Couch, my brother from another mother, one of my great mates, the great Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend.
1: Hello, legend. Kia ora, bro. Nice to be chatting with you. Kia ora means hello in uh, in moldi and so it's. Uh, it's- the traditional uh, language of the New Zealand people. And I said that for a reason, PC, didn't
0: I? You did. It is a very special (laughs) episode of 100 Not Out today. We are going over to New Zealand to chat with Shona Ollick. And for the third time on this podcast, we are shooting over to Christchurch. If you haven't listened to our interviews with Shona in the past, Google her, podcast searcher because Shona, who joined us in Ikaria for our 2016 Greek Island longevity experience, As a 76-year-old, recently decided to be crazy enough to join us in 2020 in Sardinia. She is now 80 years young. She's been implementing the longevity lifestyle ever since we spent 10 quality days with her at Icaria over four years ago. We have to welcome back Shona to 100 Not Out. Shona, thanks so much for joining us again.
2: Oh, Kiora guys. It's just lovely to to actually be with you again and to think back in those wonderful times that we had in Icaria sitting at that lovely long Mediterranean table and chewing through uh, all the do's and don'ts around helping us to age well. And it was just wonderful <laughs> being with you guys. So thank you. Thank you for uh, including me.
1: No, Shane, it was such a wonderful thing. is, you know, it was a special time for us all. I think being the first time we ever, you know, travelled over to Icaria to kind of explore it and to experience it. And you were there and you were celebrating at the time your 76th birthday. And I recall, um, you know, us talking about it, it was your seventy-sixth birthday, and someone kind of went, "Poof, she's not even old. You know, you can't celebrate a birthday. She's not even old." And, uh, and we kind of all a bit taken aback by that because you know we thought, "Oh, seventy-six is that's pretty good innings, well done." Um, but these days, uh, we you know being wiser, seventy-six is a very young age, and you've only really just got to middle age now. You're eighty. You've had your eightieth birthday. So congratulations to Shona. What have you noticed? um, (laughs) You're welcome. I wish I was there to blow up the candles with you. Uh, What have you noticed uh, since Ikaria to where we are now, obviously uh, in New Zealand, but what have you noticed in this last four years? Do you think you're ageing better now than what you were in your first 76? How's it going?
2: Well, yes, I think I can say um, an emphatic yes to that because um, I guess what happened uh, through experiencing wonderful time there, uh, it was like a lot of things were confirmed and also you became far more intentional, Um, at least I became much more intentional when I returned home, about getting things right in terms of um, my diet, my exercise, my balance in life, etc. And so um, I really headed into gradually streaming in a lot more um, into the plant-based diet and growing my own green vegetables to ensure that they were always on tap. And then lots of the other little things came up from that. And um, I just uh, found that I could grow out of that a lot more strongly because it was all being affirmed by the people who were there in their career and living in great health up to the age of 100 and beyond. Yeah,
0: Shona, when you talk about plant-based, a lot of people these days almost uh, – default into this belief that when we say plant-based we mean vegan and um i think when we go over to Ikaria, we observe that that plants are the basis or the foundation of their diet they have a lot of vegetables uh some fruit and a little bit of meat um is that what you're referring to that you that you made a more conscious effort to make plants be they they vegetables specifically um a, a larger foundation of your uh of your food and take them what they were before you came to Ikaria?
2: Yes, definitely. Instead of thinking uh, around what you're going to build around a particular meat or fish for a meal, um, you turn that completely around and think I'm having vegetables, several several different lovely vegetables for a meal, and maybe I could introduce some fish or a piece of chicken or whatever. And so it was about, about reducing... Uh, the meat intake and and sort of building up much more quality around the vegetable selection. Instead of just going for the usual ones that you had every week in the past, you could step out and think, I'm not having to buy meat, which is expensive. I can now sport myself to buy some more expensive uh, fresh vegetables that I normally wouldn't afford myself to get that lovely colourful variety and to make it a really exciting sort of thing to have lots of
1: different choices around the kitchen sounds delicious to me i feel like i might jump on my in in my waka and paddle all the way over to new zealand and uh (laughs) come and get a feed can we come and get a cook up a fry up at your place shona sounds amazing shona um you know when you're preparing all these meals one of the things that we identified when we were in korea we identified this together that we all sat down as a family and we all from different bowls and we assembled our meals as we kind of went. Um, Have you noticed that you're eating more or less um, these days or you're having uh, more meals with friends and family? Has has your eating behaviour changed?
2: Well, I think I'm definitely um, eating more carefully. So I'm probably eating a little less because I think basically we all eat far too much anyway. And so um, I have reduced food down so that I'm having more nutritionally dense food when I do. And yes, I, I've always enjoyed having people around. I think, you know, your hospitality, your home is your hospitality pad. You've got the freedom to have so many people coming and going, and I love that. So I do enjoy having company and people to come uh, into my home. But when you talk about family, you know, the, the thing that I, I kind of felt um, a little bit conflicted about after a career was the fact that all of those people there are so connected within their family within their community, and they have a great sense of belonging. And unfortunately, in our societies now, we have lost that. And it's mainly geographically because of where we're situated and how we have to leave our cities or leave our country homes and go to the city for jobs. And we have a very mobile society in Australia and New Zealand. We move around a lot, and we do lose that sense of family, having them close at hand. And it took me back to the early days of my upbringing. When I was a child, we were in a remote country area, and it was very similar to that, where family were often together, supporting one another, and you knew that one particular uncle was good at doing this and another aunt was particularly helpful as far as gardening was concerned or whatever. And you drew on those people. Whereas now, people are not drawing on their family or on the expertise of their older parents and they tend to be um, living what one could say a self-centered life, but it, its I don't entirely mean to uh, condemn them in that way, but it, it's life has caught them up in a different world and so that the parents are kind of left behind on the sidelines. And us older people tend to feel quite invisible and probably not quite so in demand in terms of, Uh, being there for our family or them wanting us there. We've done all the babysitting years as grandparents and that kind of thing, but then the teenagers come along and do their own thing. So in a way, we haven't got that lovely thing that we find in the Mediterranean and in the Blue Zone areas of the whole family being in one place together. And so from my point of view now, I've been looking at trying to build connection in other ways and helping people because it's so important. They're talking a lot now about the loneliness of people and the sad reality of a lot of people who are just not coping and hugely depressed Um, and largely it's because they're not connected. They have no sense of family. That structure has gone and they are just alone and don't know how to be connected. So, that's the sort of thing I've been thinking a bit about and, and kind of working around in my own sort of quiet way.
0: Oh, Shona, we have to bottle you up. This is just beautiful. This is incredible. I think if we only did one episode, we could extract those two minutes and just share that with our tribe because everything you've said there is everything that uh, 100 Not Out is about and it's everything about what these trips, it's why we go halfway across the planet to experience it because it does It does. Uh, create some deep almost dark thoughts about how have we lost the um, respect for elders what's happened to our family lives and why are our parents and or grandparents not for everyone this is the thing not to overgeneralize, but for a lot of people we do lose that level of um, value um, as we get older and i love that at the age of 80 you are confronting this head-on and and working through it uh, both individually and then through family and then through community, it is just it—it's mind-blowing and it's heartwarming all at the same time. You are a retirement coach by profession. You are all about retire on fire, and Damo and I just love that name so much. Has this and and everything you've just spoken about, has this changed um, the way that you engage with the retiring community? Have you changed the way that you coach and support people through retirement because everything you've just said there is a it's a a big paradigm shift for a lot of people
2: yes I'm not so certain that I have changed but I guess I have um, become much more aware in other areas and developed a a deeper sense of, of where people are at or you know you kind of get that from them when you're talking and so that's Sort of fueled the whole idea around belonging, and um, yes, I, I guess that would be one of the things. And and then being able to speak openly with people who are often struggling with family members that are not there for them, and also, you know, trying to maintain their sense of independence, but and yet um, trying to um, move out and, and gain a little bit of friendship and support from other people. And so I I tend to have worked along those lines of encouraging people to have at least five good people in their life that they can turn to and share with at a deeper level. And um, by joining small groups, I've found this is a really valuable tool because you can go to large groups, people invite you, whether it's to um, a faith-based group, to a church or whether it's to an organization, And you're going to meet all these people, they say. But it's not until you're in a small group situation that you can actually feel at home and feel connected and share. And so I have found one of the marvellous vehicles is the U3A, the University of the Third Age. And you can look it up if people don't know about it, but hundreds of different branches throughout Australia and New Zealand. And they do have the opportunity to develop interest groups And these interest groups can be whatever you want them to be. And so for my small part, I've made a bit of an effort to set up a couple of those different interest groups and bring people together. And, And they have just blossomed from that. And it's been so lovely to be part of something and seeing people gaining the opportunity to connect and have a sense of belonging with other people outside their family
1: rather than just being on text messages or Facebook. I I really love that, Shana, that whole um, interpersonal connection, the ability to expand the mind and to continue to learn. I think that's just wonderful. And and at the same time, offering connection, I I think it's just wonderful. Shana, what else are you noticing? I mean, retirement for some people is a really big deal. Um, And, you know, some people – are very fearful of it. I know um, my mum, for example, is really struggling moving into that phase of her retirement. She's like, I, you know, I, maybe I want to, maybe I want to work another year, maybe I don't. I will say, Mum, just pull, you know, rip the bandaid off and just do it. You know, um, what do you find are uh, people's fears around retirement that are kind of uh, easy to overcome, or actually, just what what other fears are they? You know, are they popping up with?
2: Mm. Well, I think most of them are feeling that they're going to lack their social connection with work. And that is huge because even though work might not be the most perfect place, they're going to lose that social connection of knowing who's who and what's going on. And then, so I kind of say to people, as we had found in, in the Blue Zone areas, there's no such thing as retirement. You actually retire into something, not out of something and you need to create what you're tying into. And by picking up a few threads of what you're good at, you may well have worked in an office and you found yourself particularly good at numbers or figures. Um, you might also have come out of a teaching background. Well, you, then you could move yourself into what I did, as, uh, moving into life coaching. Um, or somebody that's got a particular interest in something else might find themselves volunteering in a library, volunteering in a... Uh, a shelter if they're good at helping and supporting others or maybe if they're a really good cook they might decide that can find a place for themselves just supplying a meal occasionally to homeless or whatever it might be i think getting on the volunteer bandwagon and being brave about that because the first time you step out you mightn't like it and it mightn't suit you but it's a matter of practicing quietly to stream one or two things into your life gradually and and see where you're going with it. And there is a place for everybody out there. And as the Japanese saying goes, we need a reason to get up in the morning and to have this sense of purpose. And that's what people are terrified of losing. And the sense of identity. I mean, you might have been an executive in a big company and now you're just Joe Bloggs in his old jersey in the back garden. And you've got no kind of feeling of of importance in, in your life or... What you're contributing doesn't feel adequate. So it's for people to get that sense of being able to run with something that they can still feel that they can make a small contribution with. I mean, mine is very minor in my life, and that's kind of what keeps me going. And everybody can look to where their passion lies, where their skill set is, and try and just pick up a thread and develop it. It's not that, It's not rocket science and and just sort of being able to quietly move out and, and keep giving it a go. Don't be quite brave and courageous when you're older. Um, courage is a really big thing as you age uh, because it's stepping out. And as I said, you're an invisible person. People aren't going to be rushing up and seeing you and telling you, how lovely you look or whatever it might be that starts a conversation. You're just on the sidelines and you've been there, done that, and most people are not particularly interested. So you have to kind of reinvent yourself and set yourself up quietly with a sense of purpose and a direction you feel you could actually go in.
0: Oh, Shona, this is fantastic. I love listening to you. Um, I was just doing a little bit of... Fact checking, and we featured you or you were featured on 100 Not Out episodes 111, 199, and now on episode 348. Uh, I think for everyone, and you, you mentioned this on one of those episodes, that you're very happy to have the old fashioned conversation with people over email, uh, Shona Olliecan at gmail.com. That's O L Y K A N at gmail.com. So for people that are listening to you talk about retirement and uh, retiring, retiring, you know, out of or into and what am I going to contribute and where is my value in this next phase of my life, um, I know you are very happy to have those conversations with people. Um, so, for listeners, if you are wanting to, you know, recommend uh, Shona to your parents or to yourself or to your siblings or whoever it is, um, please make sure you do so. just want to change uh, direction with you a little bit, Shona. As we've already mentioned, you came with us to Ikaria um, at the sprightly young age of 76. Um, you, you will be joining us in Sardinia next year uh, as part of your 80th birthday celebrations. We will have ages at this stage confirmed. We'll have ages 24 all the way through to 80 represented. At this stage, you'll be our most senior member, Shona. I would love to know what was the void. This is the question I ask everyone that applies for one of the, our trips. You know, what is the void or what is the dream that you're looking to either experience? Um, when you come to Sardinia, what was it that made you go, I want to come along um, with these two uh, and, and and a group again? What is it about Sardinia that's calling you?
2: Well, Marcus and Damien, you have to be up there with the number one thought because you are such wonderful young men. I am totally in admiration of your commitment at your young ages and working towards helping people age well. I just think that's fantastic. I don't know anybody as young as you that is so interested in aging well. And so that's a big part of it, having met you and been with you, and and that's what I'm really looking forward to. But the other thing as well, I think, is that um, as with the first trip, it's so wonderful to be with like-minded thinkers, and it's so important to be with them because they are the ones that fuel you along, keep you motivated, and um, it's just so important to be engaging with people of like mind. And that means in all areas of your life, whatever your other interests are, to have people that support you and, and can say yes to you and also can debate with you as well, sensibly, around other things that you need to put more thought into. So... That's a big part of it. And, of course, I do love Italy and Europe. And um, so the thought of that Mediterranean table with that glass of red, that's... uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: Shona, I think the red will be better in Italy than it is in Greece. I have to, you know, put that out there. I think the bread will be about the same, but I think the red's going to be way better in Italy. Well, at least I'm hoping that, anyway. Shona, I can't wait to be spending another 10 days with you. It's going to be fantastic. I really... um, I talk about you, I would say, most weeks um, because I talk about your career most weeks and I always reflect on that story that we were celebrating your birthday at 76 years old and they didn't think it was old. And, uh, and and I just, I find that just remarkable. And you don't sound a day over 30. You're still sounding, you're getting younger by the sounds of it. So I can't wait to catch up with you and spend some time with you. But thanks for joining us on 100 Not Out again. It's just wonderful to hear your story. Congratulations. You're doing great things. Uh.
2: Thank you so much, and just you're just so encouraging, you guys, and and I just so enjoy your podcasts, and and um, and you know it's it's just going to be super to to meet up and have time with you again, and I really really value that because I know you are people very involved with lots of others, and I just so appreciate that you have an interest in, in me, little old me, oh. <laughs> getting older <laughs> by the
1: <today.
0: laughs> Hilarious. Now, you are a sage, uh, Shona, and it is just a joy to to speak with you. So, again, Shona's, I'm just going to give the details because it's something I just tend to forget because we get a little bit excited here. Shona's joining us in Sardinia next year, August 19 to 28. Demo, I'm doing the maths here. Uh, we're going more global every year because uh, next year in Sardinia, confirmed American <coughs> uh, attendees... New Zealand attendees, Australian attendees, and a couple of Europeans possibly uh, coming along as well. So wow. this this could become multi. Wow, we could have all corners of the globe represented in the next couple of years. This could, yeah. you know, if we get a couple wow. of Antarctic uh, uh, residents joining us as well, we could smash seven continents or Tasmanians.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez>. a little <laughs> jab there, be Tasmania. beautiful Just Tasmanian listeners. How Tasmania. dare you, Damo. Oh, I love you guys. Um, So here we go.
0: We are in uh, Sardinia, August 19 to 28. This is a fascinating trip. An island of 1.6 million people and 13 little villages on this island that make up the blue zone of Sardinia. We go into the middle of nowhere where uh, we live in the shepherd's huts. We walk with the shepherds who walk an average of 8Ks a day. We make bread with them, literally make the bread. We go to an olive oil mill. We do all kinds of um, activities. We go to a deserted island just off Sardinia, which looks incredible. The food uh, where we 're staying is is second to none. Uh, we are based just outside of Aroli, which is um, was known until i 'm assuming they died. Um, the village that had the highest amount of European centenarians um, We are in the epicenter of Sardinian longevity. Cannot wait to have uh, you with us, Shona. If you're listening to this and you go, I want to come to Sardinia. Head on over to 100notout.com. We are just in the final processes of putting all the details there. If uh, you go there and it's not there, send me an email, Marcus at wellnesscouch.com and I will send you all the information. Yes, the O wine will be the best you've ever had, and uh, we cannot wait to share it with you, Shona. So, thanks so much for joining us on this edition of 100 Not Out.
2: Thank you very much.
0: We look forward to having 80 candles on a cake ready to blow them out with you next year in Sardinia. To you, our loyal listeners, we thank you for your support. Damo, as always, thanks for your wisdom and thank you for squeezing this interview in in between shifts down at Vita. I know you are under the pump working (laughs) all matter of hours down there. So thanks again for fitting this into your busy schedule. For more info on Damo, head on over to Damien Christoph. Dot com. I don't think there's any forage left but if there is you'll be able to go to forageserial.com and uh, get the last remaining bags I've got mine I've got ai have got a 12 month supply here I am swarming and swimming <laughs> through forage which the kids and us are absolutely loving um again more on the or more on 100 not out over at the couch.com. um If I didn't mention the website for Sardinia, it's over at 100notout.com. You'll also be able to apply for our fourth trip to Icaria there as well. Thanks again for your support of the podcast. We love you for it. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.